Oh, good. We're going chasing. Hello, dear, and welcome to... We're going chasing. Hello, now, and welcome to... We're going chasing. Now, we have a lot on the agenda, lads, so we'll cut the chase and get straight down to the business. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of We're Going Chasing. Killian, we're back to the preview show. We're here on a Thursday evening, um, and we've just had some nice races. The Torless Elite Toms was impressive. Classic getaways after winning the listed chase with Hot and Colors actually coming home lane in second, so we can sort of put a line through that. Um, and fun, 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 and Daddy Longlegs were also both uh, extremely impressive. Very quickly before I move on to the weekend, Killian, if you were to pick out one horse there that I've just mentioned, who's standing out to you the most? Classic getaway. Classic getaway. Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought fun, fun, fun was brilliant. Uh, Shades of Alaho to it, isn't there? Uh, there is, yeah, there is, there is definitely um to an extent, you know, Danny, typical Danny from the front. And, uh, you know, not, nothing got close to him at all. And indeed, the Ryanair chase will be quite open this year. So it'll be interesting to see what the market makes of him now after that. But, uh, Killian, looking ahead to this weekend, um, on Friday uh, at Newbury, we've got Jericho Durapine, um for Nicky Henderson. He's been a real talk horse, makes his debut over hurdles, uh, a point-to-point recruit for JP McManus. He beat the other Mozzie by 11 lengths. Um, and he's one that uh, I think everybody's looking forward to seeing. Uh, I did see just there, but now we're going to race and post. Nicky Henderson that says that his price for the Supreme is totally ridiculous at 12 to 1. But uh, what do you make of him tomorrow? But sure, he's he's 1 to 3. <clears throat> he's all talk. Um, people were tipping him up off the back of a race course gallop in Newbury. He looks so impressive. Uh, load of shit. Um, till he does in the track, he's no right to be 12 to 1, like, you know, <clears throat> like Mirrors or West is. A bit short of that, but at least he won a bumper. Uh, he should win tomorrow anyway. Yeah, he should. He should do. Um, that's uh, that's a good, quick response, Killian. We'll we'll stay going like that, and we'll keep the tempo of it up. As you know, I I like uh, keeping these short and snappy. But uh, on to the one fifty at Newbury. Uh, Hermes Allen makes his debut over fences as well. Um, in a Grade Two. He should take all the stopping. I'd imagine he'll be much better again over three miles. But do you reckon he should be good enough to win that? You'd imagine he will, yeah, but I don't know, would I back him at 13 to 8? Maybe not. Yeah. Um, I don't know what will beat him, though. Um, yeah. Marble Sands is the obvious one, but... Yeah, I probably, I probably at 13 to 8, I still think it's a good price on him, to be honest. I, I don't see him being bet. Um, Colonel Mustard is over there from Ireland, too, not good enough. But to be fair, there is there is nice horse in the race. Um, it is deep enough, but I'd be disappointed now if Hermes Allen... Um, couldn't go and win that. In the Coral Long Distance Hurdle, Paisley Park will go there for the fifth time. Uh, his form in the race is 1-2-3-2. Two, two. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what number he adds on to the end of that. How do you feel about it, Killian? It won't be a 1 anyway. Um, you reckon? Yeah, I can basically guarantee it won't be a 1. Uh, I think Marie's Rock Savage Price. Um, I don't, like, I'm not gone on her as a horse for a stairs hurdle. I think she's no chance in Cheltenham over three miles, but I think Newbury should suit her fine um, against two horses that are complete geriatrics, really, like Paisley Park is 11 going 12. The other lad is 10 going 11 and ran a horrible race um, the last day in Weatherby, the day the day the Charlie Hall. Um, like, Botox has, jeez, I don't know, like, that's just not, not a good race at all. Um, yeah, I think Marie's Rocks is a savage price. I think she'll win. 
Okay, yeah. Um, I'd probably take you on there because <laughs> uh, I was looking at Paisley Park and I couldn't really see anything that I was too happy with. Fully agree with you. Uh, Dashiell Drasher, that race at Weatherby, very poor. Uh, Marie's Rock, smobbed in and out, the improving type. She'd probably, if Paisley Park is going to be bet, it'd probably be a horror. But I think at four to one, I think the value is there with Paisley Park. He's an 11 year old. I'm often a bit biased towards these older types too. Uh, and maybe that's my Achilles heel. But uh, that's that's who I'd be siding with there. Um, to be honest, he's he's a classy horse. And has to give seven pounds to Marie's Rock and six to Dashiell Drasher. But it's Paisley Park in the car long distance hurdle for me. Um, also at Newbury, Killian Gordon Elliott is sending over Woodoo. I think I'm pronouncing that right for a listed juvenile hurdle. Yeah, I haven't paid much so. attention to that, but he's six to four on. Um, and he'd want to be willing to make the trip worthwhile. Um, was there anything else at Newbury, Killian, that uh, that caught your eye? Uh, not Friday, no. Okay, okay, very good. Uh, we will move on to Saturday. So, and Saturday isn't really a day for graded races. Um, I know the last couple of weeks we've been looking at graded races, but it's mainly handicaps now that are really catching the eye, along with nice beginners' chases and uh, maiden hurdles and that. But uh, looking at Fairy House, first of all, Nick Rocket returns to the scene of his grade two success and is six to four uh, to make it a winning start over fences in the Jim Ryan race course services beginners chase. Um, it's a deep race, Killian. It is, yeah. Jeez, I didn't actually know there was prices for that. Um, yeah, I, I think that's fair enough. Six to four, Nick Rocket, uh, based yeah. on what he did over hurdles. I think Corbett's cross should be a bit sharper uh, than he was the last day. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a huge three-card brag fan than myself at all. So, yeah, I'd be, you'd be a bit disappointed if Nick Rocket didn't win it. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd agree with you there. Uh, I would be a bit disappointed. But to be honest, it's the kind of race that I look at. A beginner's chase, a lot of them haven't run over fences. I'm, I'm not too bothered in terms of finding out the winner. I'm more so looking at it to see, look for pointers further down the year. I know I have Nick Rocket in the tent to follow. And I've sort of earmarked him a small bit for the four miler. So if he does win, I'd like to see him win. Uh, you know, not doing handstands, we say workman like. Um yeah. and, and hope for that step up and trip. But Nick Rocket probably does have the class um to win there, right? Then in the 1250, Achillian, um, we've got a few talk horses again. We've Ballyburn versus Firefox. Ballyburn, 134 race and post rating <coughs> uh, in bumpers. Firefox, 135 race and post rating. Um, and then for good measure, Helvig Dream, our group one winner on the flat, makes his debut, so makes his debut over hurdles too. Um, where, where's your eye being caught there? Again, it's it's hard to know. Probably not a bit in race, Killian. Yeah, I think the Ballyburn bumper form from from Punchestown has worked out. Grand Slade Steel won. Um, Dancing City was beaten. Um, the one it's taken a couple of knocks the first day out. Irish Panther's been beaten out twice and made in hurdles. He's been a small bit disappointing. So, yeah, I I don't know what I'd be back in Ballyburn at at a short price. I don't know if there's there's any prices for that race, but no. Um, yeah, I I, I wouldn't be back in him at a short price. I'd say Helvic Dream if he can jump them. It'd probably be fairly nice. Like he's rated 105 in the flat. He's a group one winner. Uh, I'd be yeah. interested to see how he goes. Um, yeah. Like yeah, for, for Noel Mead. Yeah. It'd be nice to see Noel get a good jumps horse now this year. Yeah. Yeah. It would indeed. Um, To me, it's another race. Not too bothered about picking the winner and it's, uh, it'll be a nice one to watch. Um, And again, just, just look for pointers further down the line. Um, In the rated novice hurdle then, 
we don't have prices once again, but a red stone beat King of Kingsfield by half a length, uh, and they both pulled 20 lengths clear of third um, at Fairy House the last day. You've got to respect that form, and we'll see what prices are like, but for me at the moment, uh, that looks like the best piece of form on the paper, and I'd be interested to see what price he opens up. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you there. I think he's probably does set a good standard, I think. Uh, release the beast was was pretty good when he won um in Galway, so I think maybe he he might be all right. Sporting the parks and ice horse as well. It's not not a bad race, I suppose for a for a race novice. No, no, it's it's not a bad race. Um, is right, Killian. Is there anything <coughs> else at Fairy House that uh that caught your attention? Yeah, I think I dancing on my own. <laughs> I was looking at him. Um, obviously JJ Slevin is in ride. He's the retained rider for these owners, but. I think generally it's it's Rachel's ride when the horse is off. I'd say he won't be trying um on on Saturday. They could be working. I thought they were working back from entry with him again for the same race. But um yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not off the next day. Um, so he's yeah. one to look at. I think uh Gray Diamond for Gordon Elliott is actually a horse you said to me, James, there a few weeks ago. Um, but he's again another one in from another yard. He's came from San Thomas's. Um. He'd all right form over fences. He was beaten 12 lengths by dancing on my own last time in entry. Um, and he before that, he won a handicap in Haydock. Uh, so that, that two-mile trip seems to be be nice for him. Uh, he's off a mark of 139. I think he got dropped a pound from his English mark. So 139 there. Uh, Garden does well with these type of horses. So I wouldn't be surprised if he ran well. Yeah, he, he he does indeed. He looks uh he looks like one that that Gordon could improve. Indeed, my eye was drawn to him uh, as well, Killian. It won't be of any surprise. But the other in the race was the other other Henry de Bromhead runner, uh, folks Tierra. Um, Rachel Blackmore, as you've alluded to, uh, has got off dancing on my own. JJ Slevin, uh, the retained rider, takes the ride. But folks Tierra ran a ran a very nice race at um at Punchestown last year was third behind Dino Blue and Douglas Talking. Douglas Talking is another horse in my tend to follow um, and one that I quite like. Um, I actually see there's quotes there from Lucinda Russell that he's not uh, going to be seen until the second stage of the year. They're waiting for the, the spring ground and that, and uh, he'll definitely be one to follow in big handicaps. But I think that form uh, behind both of them is very nice for folks. Tierra ran a couple of times uh, over the summer over hurdles, but back in a handicap chase now, I'd possibly just side uh, with the folks Tierra over Grey Diamond. Um, aside from that, uh, the only other horse that, that caught my eye at Fairy House on Saturday was the other Mozzie. Uh, he was second to Jericho de Rappine, who we spoke about, who's three to one on today at Newbury uh, in a maiden hurdle. But uh, he was second to him in a point to point. But it's the form of his last bumper that I really like at Galway. Um, it's taken a real boost uh, with the third and fifth horse coming out and winning next time out uh, in a maiden hurdle. And again, it'll be interesting to see what price he is, but he's definitely one I'm keeping an eye on, Gillian. Yeah, definitely. And just one more for me. The famous Hunting Brook runs in the, the 310 oh. as well, over oh, two and a half miles. So <clears throat> he's currently off a mark of 104. He needs okay. uh, 16 more. So okay. <laughs> we're running out of time. We're a month away from Christmas. Um, he'd probably need to win Saturday. But I actually, I do need to take him on. Zan, Zanabad for Tony Mark. It's a horse I really like. Um. He he'd 
some all right form in maiden hurdles last year. He was he was a massive gamble on him uh, in Nace last February and he was coming to win the race and just absolutely clattered one and knocked the stuffing out of him. And he ended up coming about sixth. He was well beaten. Um, He was punted again in York on a handicap in the flat in the summer. Um, But I think a mark of 113 over hurdles, I'd say he's definitely better than that. It just depends when the day is with him, I'd say. Yeah. Okay. 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 Interesting. Uh, Tony Martin, well able to land him. He had a nice, he had, at least one nice winner at this meeting last year too, I can remember, in the handicap chase. But, um, um, yes, I know it. Uh, he beat Magic Days. Yeah. Um, and he's running again this weekend, actually, I think. I think he sold that horse. He could be running for somebody else then, because I'm pretty sure he saw his name somewhere. Yeah, I, I'll come back to it. It'll come back to me. Okay, if it does, any anyway, shout. But uh, we'll move on to Killian, or we'll move on to Newcastle Killian while you're thinking of that. Yeah. Uh, the fighting fifth is often a great race, and it's often a cakewalk, and it's looking like it'll be the latter more so than the former there. I think cakewalk's an understatement. Um, yeah. Yeah, savage. Uh, watch, watch. Equine yeah. perfection, I suppose. He's Yeah. Yeah, he does indeed. Um, Love Envoy then is seven to one. I actually liked her for the mayor's hurdle at twelve to one. I see actually there's a bit of blue beside her. An odds checker at the moment. She's into ten to one. Obviously, people are getting on before this run, but I wouldn't imagine her price should change too much for it. But uh, it's one I'll be watching closely and it might feature um in our anti post uh selection series for Cheltenham. But uh, Killian Newcastle again is just riddled with great handicap chases. Um, not quite as quite as many as Newbury is, but um, the main one there is the rehearsal handicap chase, and Shishkin is thirteen to eight. Um, would you like him at that price? I wouldn't bet him before the off, but if he jumps off, and he was thirteen to eight, or if he was odds against in running after jumping off, and maybe jump the first, I'd probably back him. Um, like I know with Lahan Press won the race last year and he had to give a really um really progressive young horse into overdrive a lot of weight and into overdrive ran a ran a decent race behind him. But I don't see anything like that's that progressive in this race that's could have come out of left field and be getting two and a half stone and win. I think Elvis Mail has won his last couple of races, but he's you know, like he's had he's had not a lot of chase starts as well. He's had thirteen starts over fences, like he's He's a bit yeah. exposed, like so. Um, <clears throat> I'd fancy Shishkin to give away the weight. Like he's well used to carrying around those twelve stone, so he's well used to car- lugging around eleven stone, ten. Like so, I think if he jumps off, he'll be hard bet. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably be inclined to agree with you. I think it's very rare that you see a horse rated in the one seventies, like one seventy three, running in a handicap chase. Um, you know, such as the amount of weight that he's going to have to give away. But uh, it's interesting. There's three of the field of eight are all entered in Newbury as well. Yeah. So he could have very little there to take on on the day, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so at 13 to 2, um, I probably would expect him to come in, um, to be honest. Was there anything else there at Newcastle then, Killian? Uh, no, nothing at Newcastle. Not, nothing else yourself, no. Um, there was one I liked, uh, no cruise yet in the three mile six handicap chase the bet mgmg chase um he's extremely consistent uh, proven at the marathon trips um he's five to two is the only thing he's quite short but like he's had 19 runs over fences he's always there thereabouts um i think it's five wins five seconds and three or four thirds um he always gives us running 
um, has nice form at Newcastle too behind Kitty's light. Um, and I just think I was looking down through the field, I couldn't see a whole pile to take him on with. So I'll watch the market there and I'd say no no cruise yet will be one that uh, one that I'll be following on uh Saturday. But uh we'll move on to Newbury Killian. We've the Coral Gold Cup. Uh, like anything in that? Yeah, I do. I like a couple in it. Um first one uh, uh, very obviously um is a uh, Monbeg genius. Um he's in my tin to follow, I think. I don't need to speak too much about him. He's got the Corrick Rambler and the the faster slow form from the ultimate. They were well clear third. I think it's obvious he's going to be obviously a short price in, in a lot of these big handicaps and surely he wins one of them. John Joe O'Neill and training him and John Joe O'Neill riding him or not. He's going to have to surely win one. And then one down the complete bottom, the outsider oh. of the field, Max Flamingo uh, for Francis Casey. Is he not soured? I don't know. I thought I thought he ran an all right race last time over hurdles up and down Royal. He did, um, yeah. Yeah, like I think it was it was a nice pipe opener for this. And if you if he had like I don't think the the the, the Irish national suited him like that. Just that obviously there's only four or five finishers. Um yeah. so like you can you can completely strike that off straight away. Um, a handicap hurdle in Punchestown wouldn't mind that. I think they've they've probably since the national had their eye on this and they've kept him over hurdles. And I think a mark of one hundred and forty, he's he's ran to that mark over fences. Like he's he's shown he's well capable of doing that. Um, yeah. I think at fifty to one, Simon Torrance has gone over to ride him. Um, she's five six places there. Um, I think he'd, he'd run into them. Um, and you wouldn't know okay. like he's. He's, he's off a off a featherweight as well, tin stone too down the bottom. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd have to look into his farm a bit more now. But I, I was under the impression that he was almost totally sour. But no, uh, he bounced it, back it, the last day in fairness and yeah, over hurdles yeah. and um yeah. he seems to be in better form. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. At a at a huge price, it could be a nice one to follow. The one that really stood out to me there, Killian, was Midnight River. Uh, for the skeletons, uh, I think he's still on the on the improve. He's rated 156 there, and I think there's room for him to win another big handicap like this. Um, off that mark, he had a comeback run to Charlie Hall Chase, the Grade Two at Weatherby that was won by Gentleman's Game. Uh, he was bet about 20, 25 lengths that day, but it's well documented that the skeletons are needing um their run, and I think that he's going to come on an awful lot for that. And a ten to one, you know, I, I I think he's a fair each way bet. Um, to be honest, uh, he could take quite a bit of stopping. Uh, I be I be no surprise really if this horse was was rated in the mid one sixties. So it'll be interesting to see um how he does. And an honourable mention to Stumptown too, a horse that I've been following for a while and has let me down a couple of times. Um, <laughs> but uh, I do think he also has a race like this in him. Um, now maybe if we even over a bit further, uh, he could go better again. But three mile two, um, could see him to good effect. Um, there's any but there's great uh handicaps there at Newbury, and it was to be honest on a Thursday evening. Now it's impossible to get your teeth really stuck into all of them. Um, so I don't know if you have any more for them, Killian. I know I, do, I, I have ones do for handicaps. On, yeah. I've ones for, go for on. novice hurdles. Um, so I'll start in the one o five, uh, in Newbury and uh, Massico. Uh, for Alan King and Tom Cannon. I think there was an awful lot to like about his debut run over in Chepstow. 
Uh, he beat um, beat uh, Harry Fryhorse by by three quarters of a length. There were seven or eight lengths clear third. Um, like it looked as if he was he was beaten like for everything, and then he just the other horse probably did hang a small bit, but he just stayed on and stayed on. And I think he'll be he'll be a nice player up in trip later on in the year. But that beat the bat has come out since and beaten uh the the Nichols talk horse um welcome to Carties um there last week in Ascot and a maiden hurdle again miles clear a third over there so the form's got a nice boost and I think two and a half miles should be should be fine for him now uh so he's about a seven to four chance in that race and then in the one forty the handicap hurdle uh jet powered um he hasn't been seen since January he was again I think he was second favourite for the Supreme or third favourite Supreme last year after he um he won his maiden hurdle in Newbury and he hosed up that day, won by by ten or fifteen lengths and looked really, really nice. Um he was came from the point to point scene in Ireland. He ran at Newbury again on um on New Year's Eve, I think, and got absolutely hammered. And yeah. they've left him off since they've brought him back. He's got a mark of 131. With all the talk coming out of Henderson's last year about how good this horse was. They're they're probably disgusted to see him in at one hundred and thirty one, but with that there's plenty of scope for improvement, and he's about a four to one chance there on Saturday yeah. in that race. So I'd say he'd take a fair bit of whacking there. But when um, when I started to cut across here, when I was going through caps and I was trying to find something um, before the podcast started, I came across Jet Power, and to be honest, I I was quite against him. To be honest, I thought he was a poor favorite, and I think he'd be a favorite to be overturned. Uh, that form of the Newbury race that he won quite easily is very average. Um, now I do accept that it's probably not his true running next time out. Um, again at Newbury, but uh, he's a horse that I'd be quite happy to take on. Um, to be honest, on Saturday, and I, I will definitely. Yeah, I don't know. Point. Four to one though, like it'd be different if he was if he was two to one. Like you know, you get four to one there. You can back him each way if you want. Now I wouldn't back him each way. I'd say, um, yeah, either win or he could blow up again. Like, but I'd say I'd say blow up. Um, right. No, one is, is lenient in, in terms of if you're to match the talk to the rating, um, you know, there's definitely value there. But if you were to match his form to the rating, I think it's probably fair enough. Um, I, I think it is fair enough. Yeah. But um, look, I think he's plenty of scope for improvement. And I'd say he'll he'll improve and he'll go and win handy enough on Saturday. OK, OK, fair enough. Anything else at uh, Newbury, Killian? No, I think under control is a big talk horse as well. Um, well, not talk horse. She's she's gone out and done it, but their people are saying she could be a lively outsider for a a mayor's hurdle, um, or something. She's running off a mark of one hundred and thirty-seven. Uh, she's a six to four chance in a handicap hurdle that looks to have a few nice horses in it. So I'd be steering clear of her. But if she does win, she's a lively outsider in the mayor's hurdle. Let's say. Okay. Okay. Very good. Um, Killian, we'll move on to Sunday at Fairy House, and again, we don't have um, we don't have declarations for Sunday, so we mightn't go into as much detail in the other races. But the Grade Ones, I think it's fair to assume we've got a good idea, um, of what's running. So we've got the Drinmore, the Royal Bond, and the Hatton's Grace, and before all that, we've got the Grade Three Juvenile Hurdle. Uh, to start with Juvenile Hurdle, uh, is there anything there that uh? Uh, that has caught your eye or one that uh, you're going to be backing on Sunday? Yeah, it's, there's a race Lossy Mouth won last year, like so you know it's it's um it's a pretty good trial. Um Wold who is obviously running on Friday um in Newbury, so he won't be there. I'd say Calaconte will take a lot of beating. Um I think she was she was very impressive in a 
in a non-event really um at Nace a couple of weeks ago but she she jumped really well and she looks looks a horse that has a lot of class um she got a racing post rating of 129 which is pretty good for something that's ran a three runner race um or Navin not Nace but it ran a three runner race so um she's getting 3 pounds from the main body of the field bar Nara that's another French import for JP Henry Transit. I think she's nice enough too, um, based on her form over in France. But I'd say Calaconte with a bit of experience, um, should be hard to beat. Okay, okay. Um and then we've got the grade one Royal Bond uh in Canto Bruno five to two on Tubber eleven to four, Slade Steel four to one, Farron Glory six to one, Facile Mode seven to one. And what's up, darling? Seven to one, about twelve to one bear. Uh, you'd imagine first of all you'll only get one of those two, Henry de Bromhead, Rob Core runners. Um, so probably whichever one runs would go a favorite. But Encanto Bruno is the favorite at the moment, Killian. Um, I was supremely impressed with his jumping at Cheltenham. I thought he's good to jump over hurdle now. I've seen in a long time, to be honest with you. Um, yes. Yeah. I don't know if he's if he's got the class too at the same time in terms of the horse underneath him to go and win a grade one. I don't think he's probably not a, a genuine grade one horse. Uh, at the same time, it's not a it's not a vintage grade one by any means. So you, you mightn't have to be a a real grade one horse to win it. No, you mightn't. Um, I I was just surprised they go back to two miles with the Canto Bruno. Um, I know he jumped really well and he's a really slick hurdler and that obviously makes it your faster for me to be over the hurdles it'll make up lengths there and you can go back and trip. You see it over fences more so, but um, I would have thought he'd be going up and trip, to be honest. Um, I'm a bit surprised. Like I think the top three in the market in Cantor Brunner on Tubber and Slade Steel, I'll all need a trip at time to see them at their best. Um, But as regards to now, I think, I think there was a lot to like about on Tubber's debut. Um, over hurdles, I think he was very impressive. And I think Slade Steele got down and dirty and it looked to be beaten at one stage and, and really picked up. Maybe you need something like that. And this it's going to be sticky enough ground. It's probably not as soft as it was last year. Um, so Maybe Slade Steele, if he ran, I'd probably go with. Okay. I don't okay. know, is he going to the, I have no idea which one is running. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to know. But you look again, we, we'll find out more uh, tomorrow with declarations. What's up, darling, is one that possibly could outrun our, our odds. I thought that she was, uh, she showed his odds. Good, his odds, sorry. Um, yeah. I thought it's a weird uh, name for a Geldon, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just uh, <laughs> you just go with she automatically, but I yeah, you would, yeah, showed, fairness, he yeah. showed a good attitude at Navin the last day, beating the capo uh, by a neck, and again, in that sort of ground. You could just see him sort of staying on. But our next grade one on the card is the grade one Drinmore Novices Chase over two and a half miles. Let's be clear about it. Top to the market at 15 to 8. Found a 59 to 4. Charge at 3 to 1. And the winner really should come from the three of those because next in the market, you via Maximus, who needs a longer trip. American Mike, I don't think is going to run here because Gordon said that they were going to the grade one Fahin chase at Limerick at Christmas. Uh, and he didn't mention this. So I'd say that he won't be turning up um, and Favor de Champdou won't be turning up either. So out of the first three in the, in the betting Killian, which, which one would you be siding with? I go, let's be clear about it. Willie has a terrible record in this race. He's only, he hasn't won it in the last 10 years, I think. 
Really? I think he's won it since 2013 or 14. Okay. I'm open okay. to correction there, but it's a long time since Willie won the Drenmore. Like he never yeah. really has them out this early, whereas no. Gordon would. Um, I think it's, I don't fancy Charge at all, Um, really. I just think something, some younger horse has to be better than him. Um, I know he's a high-class hurdler, and I know he was pretty close to Constitution Hill last year in entry, but I think it's between Let's Be Clear About and Found a 50, and they're pretty close to being the same price, 15 to 8, 5 to 2. And at that, you'd be all over. Let's be clear about it. Found a 50, won a race up in the north. And like there was, there must have been five, five fences omitted. Um, So like in terms of that, and let's be clear about it, it's had two runs over fences. He's won a grade three. He jumps really well. I, I'd be going with him. I'd back him at a lot shorter than 15 to 8, I'd say, against these lads. Would you? Okay. Yeah. Um and I just while you were speaking there, I just checked uh to see when Willie last won the race. Indeed it was twenty fourteen. Uh Valserlido. Valserlido won it. Valserlido. And then back uh in twenty twelve he won it again. Um with Arvika Legonair, I think is how you pronounce it. I'm not yeah, sure. before before I don't remember back that far. I don't remember. I'd say, and I, I remember that, last week. I, I wonder what that horse went on to do because I it's not a name I recognise. Uh, but there might be some some elder listeners here now who'll be who'll be well up to date on it. But uh, Sharjah was actually the one that I give the nod to. To be honest, um, I go. Let's be clear about it before I found a fifty. But I just think that Sharjah's two runs over fences um have been promising. He's still only ten. We've seen Willie do this before. Bring a horse late uh to chasing and go well with him. Uh, in the same colours too. Actually, Fahin did it. Fahin's um, oh, lap in Sharjah though. A classic it? classical dream. Uh, obviously is doing it this year along with Charger. Um, and I, I don't know I, I think if you're looking at the bare form of what he's done over fences versus the others I think there's very little bit, very little in it at all and Charger has jumped reasonably well too um, you know so that's that's the wide side with to be honest at the prices too um, so Killian we'll move on to the bar one uh, Hatton's Grace Hurdle after that last year's winner Chupu was 11-4 to four. Imperi Pass is top of the market at 6-4 to four on Irish Point is 8-1 to one. Ashro Diamond 11-1 to one. probably a race lacking in a bit of depth when you see Buddy won at 14-1 to one as well um, and only one of those two Robcore runners for Gordon Elliott will probably turn up so probably between the first two in the betting is it? Yeah, I'd say so. I think Ashro Diamond's a very nice horse though. Um she she was very impressive in, in Fairy House, um, in the honeysuckle race. Um so I think yeah, eleven to one. If you got you can't get three places like, but I'd say she, if you were to do uh, if you were to say who was going to follow the first two home, I think it'd be Ashro Diamond. I'd be a bit disappointed if it wasn't her. Even yeah. though I think Buddy One will definitely run a big race again. Um not too sure about going back in trip. But he's got great fitness on his side, which none of the rest do. Can't see Irish Point running, can't see Zana here running. Beacon Edge is probably his market suggests you'd be running him in a handicap. Maybe they'll just run him here just to get a run another run into him. I don't know. But um Buddy One with race fitness aside might beat Ashro Diamond. But if you were on her for a mayor's hurdle, then you'd be a bit sickened, to be honest. Um I think it's between the top yeah. two. Pity it's not a bit softer for Chupu. Um, yeah. I think at three miles he doesn't need it soft, but I think at this trip he probably needed fairly, fairly soft to be honest. Um, yeah. if Imperial Pass is to to be better than Stateman, don't mind the other lad. He has to win this. Um, yeah. 
And if he doesn't win this, State Man's your number one again, probably. Um, yeah. But they'll probably run against each other before Cheltenham. But um, State Man will be your number one, and it's a waste of time staying over hurdles with Impera Pass. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with everything that we saw from Impera Pass last year and the way he won the Ballymore and that uh, on this ground over this trip. Um, I would expect him to win, to be honest. Um, you know, Chupu again, if the ground was that bit softer, um, I, I'd echo your thoughts completely. Um, over that trip, he could do with it softer. Um, but Impera Pass will take all the beating, I would suspect. Um, Killian, before we wrap it up, uh, we're going to look for the best bets for the weekend. So if you can give me two or three there from what you've mentioned already. Yeah, just before that, I might just tip into the, the listed handicap at the 310 in Ferry House, if that's okay. Uh, Flameborough for Tom Gibney is a horse. I liked the way he won in Cork the last day. Um, he's been sort of running over the summer there. Came from Mark Johnson, 77 on the flat. Um, has ran decent races and maiden hurdles, being sort of well bet. But then he really upped his form in Lestole. Uh, when he was fourth in the or fourth in the Lartigue bet three lengths um, I thought he was sort of coming to win it that day and he absolutely clattered the second last and knocked everything out of him but still to be only beaten three lengths was a fairly good performance Um, went back on the flat then in a premier handicap and just got beat half a length up in um up in Nace off a mark of 79 and then won his maiden hurdle in Cork the last day I'd say a mark of 123. I'd say he could he could definitely be better than that. Um, it's a deep race though. There's a lot of good horses in it. Um, and be very competitive like it always is. But I'd say he could run a good race. Okay, yeah, okay, very good. And we also have the Porterstone handicap chase too. But again, I get my teeth stuck into that once we get declarations. Um, so Killian, do you have uh, two horses for me or three? What What are you thinking this week? Yeah, I I go definitely. Let's be clear about it. Okay, uh, let's be clear about it in the Drinmore in the, the Drinmore on Sunday. Yeah. Um him definitely I'd say Marie's Rock um on Friday in Newbury at um is it two twenty five? Yeah. Uh, it could be three o'clock. Trying to get it up here. Uh yeah, three o'clock in Newbury on Friday, five to six. And <clears throat> I'd say Massacre. On Saturday, he's about seven to four, as well, over in uh, Newbury in the one o five. Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to take Jan with the first one in the Drinmore. I'm going to go with Charger. Um, and now actually that's tying in with my Paisley Park too, like in these older horses, and it often it's my Achilles heel. But I'm going to go with Charger anyway, um, because I think that form that he has over fences is as good as any. Um, following up with that, um. On Newcastle at or no at Sandown, um, on Saturday in the Carr Gold Cup midnight. Newbury, River. Newbury, what did I say? Sandown, <laughs> Newbury, uh, the Carr Gold Cup midnight River, uh, each way at ten to one, and then I go with, mm, if I was to give a third, I'd probably go Redstone in the one twenty five at Fairy House on Saturday. Yeah. That form behind beating King of Kingsfield is uh, is quite solid based off what he did last time out. Uh, so they'd be my three. Fair enough. Yeah, and that wraps up uh, this week's preview show. So I hope you enjoy listening to it and I uh, hope uh, there's a few winners in there for you anyway. 
Um, by all means, let us know in the comments uh, if you agree with any of our selections or disagree with any of our selections. Or if you think you have a nice one of your own, um, do let us know so we can have a look at it as well. Um, but for this week, that's all from us. Uh, thanks very much for listening. If you haven't subscribed, make sure to subscribe uh, to whatever you're listening on. We'd greatly appreciate that. And we'll be back on Monday morning. Um, actually, just before you go, Colleen, I just thought about it last week. I was going through my phone. I saw your car outside Ferry House Race Course. It was this day, almost almost this day last year, uh, we were at Ferry House for the Hatton's Grace uh, on the Sunday. And Killian's car wasn't collected until the Thursday evening. Uh, it was sitting there in a the field on its own for three or four days. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, we've got we've got a great photo of it too. We can stick it up here now too. I'm going to send it across to you, and you can put it up. <laughs> yeah, we but, might uh, put it up. It's a fairly you're... desolate car out in the middle of nowhere. Like, yeah, yeah. But you're going to the Hatton's Grace on Sunday. I'm not there because of a match, but you're going. But uh, just try and bring the car home with you this time. Yeah, I, well, I can't. I can't promise anything, but um, crucially, I am off Monday, so who knows where that car will end up. <laughs> uh, it could be it could be anywhere so. right okay yeah. that's that's all for this week lads thanks Thank very you. much for listening bye it's